Our scripture, Old Testament scripture reading today comes from Leviticus chapter 25, verses 8 through 12, and then verses 35 through 43. Hear now the word of the Lord. You shall count off seven weeks of years and seven times seven years, so that the period of seven weeks of years gives 49 years. Then you shall have the trumpet sounded loud on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the day of atonement. You shall have the trumpet sounded throughout all your land, and you shall hallow the fiftieth year, and you shall proclaim liberty throughout the land and to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. You shall return every one of you to your property and every one of you to your family. That 50th year shall be a jubilee year for you. You shall not sow or reap the aftergrowth or harvest the unpruned vines, for it is a jubilee. It shall be holy to you. You shall eat only what the field itself produces. If any of your kin fall into difficulty and become dependent on you, you shall support them. You shall live with you they shall live with you and through residents as though resident aliens. Do not take interest in advance or otherwise make a profit from them, but fear your God and let them live with you. You shall not lend them your money at interest taken in advance or provide them food at a profit. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to give you the land of Canaan. To be your God. If any who are dependent on you become so impoverished that they sell themselves to you, you shall not make them serve as slaves. They shall remain with you as hired or bound laborers. They shall serve with you until the year of Jubilee. Then they and their children with them shall go out of your authority. They shall go back to their own family and return to their ancestral property. For they are my servants, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt. They shall not be sold as slaves are sold. You shall not rule over them with your harshness, but shall fear your God. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. So as we are manna living, um, Pastor Dawn gave me the option of which scripture to choose between last week and this week. And I said, Jubilee, yes, that sounds like a party. <laughs> so it is a big celebration. It's rejoicing. There's a lot going on in this passage. And I was excited to dive into the books and the commentaries to learn more about the year of Jubilee um, the history and the context. What was it like to be there when it happened? What was the freedom like that people experienced? And so I went to the lectionary. Surely we preach this every three years, right? Um, it's a lot going on. But it actually wasn't in the lectionary. So why are we not preaching Jubilee every three years? So I decided to call my friends from Divinity School. Surely they had preached a sermon on it. Um, and they had not. <laughs> so 
so I found myself, like what information I could glean, and I learned, well, there's actually no evidence that the Jubilee year had ever happened. There's no historical documentation of the Israelites holding these laws. So how do you celebrate something that means so much, and yet you don't even know if it was actually practiced? Where is the wisdom in this scripture, and what is it saying? That theoretically, it's a great idea. But come on, let's be real for a second. The Israelites, they were in the wilderness school. They were learning to depend on God, to live as God's people, receiving the manna each day. Shouldn't they have gotten it by now? Listen to God. God knows best. Follow God, and all will be well. God delivered them from slavery, out of captivity from the Egyptians. The people knew what it was like being owned and mistreated. They were freed from it. And here, the year of Jubilee that God laid before them, a way to make sure that they do not replicate what was done before. Do not fall to the temptation of owning one another, of abusing one another, of cheating one another, of misusing the land and its resources. You belong to God, and what you have is given to you by God. But they didn't follow to our knowledge, and the land that was given by God, we'll see later on in the Old Testament, was taken away, and later the Israelites faced exile. So Jubilee remains in the scripture as a reminder of the law that connects and protects people to the land, which is a gift from God, and in relationship with one another. It's a reminder of what a just economy would look like under God's rule and provision that all belongs to God, and we belong to God. We are people who live in freedom and relationship with one another. So the celebrations of Jubilee were put on hold to be remembered only in the scriptures as those who were oppressed and who were in need. They remained and held out hope that restoration of Sabbath would one day come. And the good news is, that day did come. Years and years and years and years and years later, as Jesus proclaimed Jubilee in his opening scene in ministry in the Luke passage that we heard earlier. He had come to the synagogue in Nazareth. He had just been in the wilderness himself, facing temptation. So Jesus returns home to the land where he was raised. And it's here that he proclaims his ministry, bringing good news to the poor, setting free those that are oppressed. Healing will take place. He proclaims the year of the Lord's favor, the year of Jubilee. So we see that God continues to do God's work of restoration and redemption.
even when we cannot, due to the limitations of our human condition. When we place boundaries to keep others down, so that we may elevate ourselves. When we argue over what is fair, because we only want fair if it's in our favor. So we ignore what is true. When we know that there are systems in place to actively work against Jubilee. Systems in place that create and maintain generational poverty amongst ourselves. And the list could go on and on. So far, I just have from the continued building of student loan and credit debt in our communities today, making a profit off of people due to high interest rates, to the restrictions and racial limitations and discrimination set on those that may seek home ownership loans. And although there are laws that are put into place to combat discrimination and to discourage the growing wealth gap, we know that just because a law is created doesn't mean that it is always followed. Our Leviticus scriptures show us that. And if you're one that says, well, just pick yourself up from your bootstraps and work hard and the American dream will happen for you too. Well, the scripture of Jubilee may not be your favorite Bible story. You know what? And that's okay. It's hard to sit in these spaces of knowing and discerning who God is calling us to be and how to respond. Is it a handout or a hand up? Is this person in debt based on their own doing? Are they using their government-funded assistance in a responsible way? And you know, I really don't have the answers to any of these, nor is it my place to. But in Jubilee, that question isn't even asked. All is forgiven and set right. The Sabbath rest is found. There is a temptation to have a hierarchy, to need someone that is lesser than still looms within our society. So why is Jubilee meant to be a celebration, and yet we find ourselves hesitant at times to offer rest, to help our neighbor in need? It's really hard to celebrate a party like Jubilee when we want to withhold the invitation. And even when we hesitate, God remains faithful, and God intervenes. As Christ came to show us how to live and remind us, this is how it's done. This is how it will be. The year of Jubilee is here. It's no longer an idea or a law that's passed over. Christ came to see it through. It's no longer a 50-year waiting period. It's love. So the wisdom of Scripture is that you are God. And that all is given to you as a gift from God. It's freely given, but there is a call to responsibility. God calls us to be good stewards and to be in loving relationship with one another. 
And Jesus fulfills that with his proclamation in the temple that day, showing us how to live and what ministry looks like with one another. Salvation is not found in our economy or in our politics. It is in the Lord. And thanks be to God for that. Because we are a people of God. Jubilee is not only a reminder anymore. It is also a promise. This is how it should have been. And this is how it will one day be. And so we too are called by the spirit that empowers us to live a life of jubilee. So what does that look like in our context and community today? Is it revealed in the inequalities of generational poverty or the education system or the limited housing opportunities? Do our communities represent a life of freedom and restoration for all? What about within our local and state representation? Is everyone free? Are we all receiving the rest that Jubilee can bring? And you know, we may completely disagree on this passage and how to respond to it. Because Jubilee is a huge concept, honestly. How do we even get there? Maybe that's why the Israelites didn't even bother trying. We don't know. But I think God gives us diverse and creative minds and hearts to discuss and discern how we can respond in love and indeed to one another. The world doesn't always make it easy. But if we are trying through our conversations and through our actions, we are working towards the kingdom of God, which is at least more than pretending that the scripture passage just doesn't even exist. So have those conversations, not in vain, not in spite, keep your blood pressure down, but have them out of love. Jesus proclaimed it at the beginning of his ministry and with the Spirit's help. We follow his guidance in our response. Manna living leads us to be completely dependent on God, knowing that God does provide all that we need. God is faithful, even when the world is not. And it is because of God's faithfulness that we too are called to take part in the needs and the cares of others. We love our neighbors. We advocate for those that are in need. We provide for one another. We work to pave a way forward so that in time, this gift of life may become life-giving for those that are struggling. So that we may all experience rest in the ultimate jubilee that is still to come in the kingdom of God. What a day of rejoicing that will be.